Welcome to King's Touch Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's Word will impact your everyday life. Are you ready for the Word? Yes. You know, it is your readiness that makes it count. It is not about the preacher. If you read in the Bible the story of Cornelius, after this man has given and has been generous to his community, has been given a lot, the Lord remembered him. And uh, he sent an angel to go and tell him that his offerings, his giving, has been the remembrance in the throne of God. So the angel told Cornelius to send for a man called Simon Peter, who is in Joppa in the house of Simon the Tanner. And uh, he will come and tell you what you're supposed to do. Because God wanted, he was gracious and merciful to this man and he wanted this man to give his life to Christ. But the angel cannot preach the gospel. So he had to send for a man to come. So do not think the Holy Spirit will come and start preaching the gospel. Or the angels will come and start preaching the gospel. You have to preach the gospel. But the amazing thing is uh, Peter did not believe that the Gentiles, Christ came even for Gentiles. So Peter came to preach to these people. But the Bible says that Cornelius gathered the family everyone in his house and they were very very expectant to receive from the man of god and peter started to talk and talk and talk the bible say as peter was still speaking the holy spirit fell on them peter himself was amazed like can these Gentiles receive the Spirit of God? That means Peter did not have a plan to pray for the filling of the Spirit to these people. But these people were very, very expectant for what the man of God is about to deliver. So it is about your expectation. It matters a lot if you are expectant enough if you are hungry enough to receive from the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Last week we started to talk concerning the Holy Spirit. We look on the person of the Holy Spirit. And we went through the Bible verses and uh, we saw that the Spirit of God is a person. It's not a fire, it's not a, it's not a water, it's not, it's not a dove. Hmm? He is a person and we, look that, we go through the characteristics of the person and uh, we saw that the Spirit of God can hear, can talk, can see, went through, that can be grieved. That, so that, that means he has emotions. And then we look at the aspect of him being God. That it, he is not the least in the Godhead. It is just, we have just, has just been revealed to us, lastly I can say. We have been with the Father. You know, the whole Old Testament, they knew the Father. And then Jesus came and he talked more about the Father. And then when they, he lived, when he leaves, he said, what? He's praying to the Father to send us a comforter, who is the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is God because he is omnipresent. He is omnipotent. We look at all those aspects. And we realize that the Spirit of God is God himself. 
and we talked a lot. We had some movies and today we are not going to have movies because after the service last Sunday everyone is coming to ask me, what's the name of that movie? No. <laughs> so people left with the movie. <laughs> so today we are not going to have movies. Today we'll go through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now we know the Holy Spirit. We know that he is a person. We know how, that he is God. We know that how we can relate. Because if you don't know who is the Holy Spirit, it is not easy to know how to expect from him or how to relate with him. So now we know. So what is the ministry of the Holy Spirit? to the life of a believer. Let us most look to the life of the believer because we know that the Holy Spirit convicts of sin, but he convicts non-believers to give their life to Christ. But now let us look on the life of a believer. One, the Holy Spirit indwells the Christian or the believers. He indwells in us. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19, the Bible says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have, you have from God, and you are not your own? Here the Bible is telling us that the Holy Spirit lives in us. He dwells in us. He is not just outside there to walk with you like when you call him, he comes, he talks to you, and then he, he lives. He dwells in, in us. Because you have been made the temple of God. In the Old Testament, God was just in the temple. They had to go to the temple to meet God. But now everyone has the Holy Spirit everyone who has given his life to Christ or everyone who has received him. That's why the Bible says in, uh, in Romans 8 that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So you cannot be the son of God without the Spirit of God because it is the Spirit of God who make you the son of God. The Bible says, He himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Sometimes you might, when you are doubting, if you are still doubting that you are the child of God, you need to be so close to the Holy Spirit because he is the one who will witness in you that you are the, the son of God. Then, second, he fills Christians These are the two th different aspects. To feel Christian and to be in you. Ephesians 5.18 The Bible says, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Some of the versions say, Do not be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So in this verse, the writer just uh, put the drink, the wine, and the spirit like this in the same place of the subject. That you do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. He just wanted to bring home the essence of how, what the wine does. So this is not about the Spirit of God to be in you. It is about the influence of the Spirit in you. The controlling power of the Spirit in your life. You know, when we find somebody who is drunk, you know, he just smell drink. He walk, his work. When he walk, you know that the man is drunk. He talk out drunk. He behaved drunk. Everything about him 
you can tell that this man is drunk. And sometimes it's not about the volume of the drink. You see, there are some people, if they take one, just one bottle, they are drunk. And there are some people, they can take 20. So, is it the volume of the drink? It's not about the volume of the drink. It is how much you can yield to the Spirit of God. These people are, these people that will take only one bottle, two bottles, and then they, they forget themselves. They respond faster to the alcohol, you know. But most of Christians nowadays, they want every day to be laid hands to fall under the power, but their life never changes. They think it is about the volume that today, the hand, tomorrow the hand, they fall, they roll. And then they are just, just the same. Just like these people take 20 bottles and then they are just the same. So you need to be ready to yield to the Spirit of God. You need to be ready. Today we have been sung the song that me and you, Holy Ghost, will change the world. You need to yield to the Spirit of God. To give him a total control of your life. We want to come to church, we want to dance and we want to be filled we want but after that we want to live our own life after church you tell the holy spirit now it is my time it is my turn now i have my life you know the feeling of the spirit is something that is it is ongoing thing, everyday thing. When the Spirit of God comes upon you, you start behaving like Jesus. When you give yourself to the Spirit, when you yield to the Spirit, most of the time if you read the Bible, the apostles were full of the Spirit, right? But you can hear uh, the Bible say, Paul was filled with the Spirit, and he did does this and does that. If we read the, the book of Acts 13.9, say, then so, then so, who was, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him. And said, oh, full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight way of the Lord? At this point, the Spirit just came upon him. Paul was filled with the Spirit of God. We know Paul, right? The man was bad, huh? But in some of the incidences, there are sometimes, uh, I remember there's this woman that was following them when they, she was testifying that these men have come from God, these are the men of God. And this woman was not telling this from the Spirit of God. And that woman followed Paul first day and Paul did not say anything. Second times, you know. But just one day, Paul said, man, this is enough. When the anger of the Spirit just come on you, and he fills you for a certain purpose, because the Spirit of God can come upon you on for a certain purpose. That's why uh, we can all prophesy, even if you are not a prophet, but we can prophesy because the Spirit of God can come in you and cause you to prophesy because of a certain need in the church. So the Spirit of God fills you all the time, anytime, 
it is time for the Spirit of God. If you yield to the Spirit, the Spirit of God will be speaking to you. The Spirit of God will give you power. And sometimes you'll do things that even yourself, you're not sure if you could do them. Because it is him, it is his doing. But he cannot do it by his own. He needs you. The Holy Spirit cannot, he has no, the Holy Spirit does not have a body like this. He cannot walk on the corridors of this world. The first time he came and walked was in Jesus. Because Jesus has a body. But Jesus left. But he has to give us the Holy Spirit to us now. So that he can be here. Everywhere. He can talk to people through you. So we need to yield to the Spirit of God so that he can lead us. Praise Jesus. Third, he sanctifies. The third work of the Spirit, he sanctifies. Romans fifteen sixteen. That I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentile might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. You know, there is nothing you can do to please God. Even the offering, we give offering and then we pray for them because we want the Holy Spirit to sanctify them. God has to give, to come himself in you so that when you offer sacrifice to him, that sacrifice become holy. That's why he dwells in us. So that everything that you do by the Holy Ghost, it is sanctified. And it is acceptable in the eyes of God. So the Holy Spirit sanctifies. Second Thessalonians 2.13 But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit, and believe in the truth. The sanctification by the Spirit. It is the Spirit of God who sanctifies. That's why we know the Spirit of God to be fire. Because fire purifies. Make things Remove purities and make things clean, authentic. This is what the Holy Spirit does in your life. Your prayers by the Holy Ghost are sanctified. Your giving by the Holy Ghost are sanctified. That's why he said you cannot be Christian without the Spirit of God. Because you cannot please God without God himself to be in you. Because he is too holy. He is holy. You need the Holy Spirit to make things better for you in your relationship with God. Praise Jesus. He impacts gifts. We all know about the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? We'll go through them next time. The gift of the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us the Spirit of God impacts gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11. There are diversity of gifts, but, but the same Spirit. There are difference of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversity of activities, by, 
but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of healing by the same Spirit. To another the working of miracle, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirit, to another different kind of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So he distributes the gift as he wills. Last time we, we saw that, that the, gift, the, the Spirit of God has a will as we were looking on the personality of the Spirit of God. He has a will and he distributed his gift as he wills. That means the Spirit of God impacts gift in our lives. He teaches believers John 14, 26. He teaches believers. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He teaches all things. 1 John 2, 1 John 2 24. Therefore, let, let that abide in you which you had from the beginning. If what you had from the beginning abide in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the, and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things. When he speak of the anointing, he was referring to the Spirit of God who was given in you. He will teach you all things. And he actually he was talking about the revelation knowledge. It was not just like uh, the mental knowledge. He was talking about the revelation knowledge. This shows that it is possible for us to know the will of God because his spirit will teach us all things. The Bible says that the spirit of God knows all things of God, even the deep things of the Father. And he will teach us all things. That means it is possible for us to know the will of God concerning our life and concerning the environment that we are living but the Bible says that it is only discerned, it is only spiritually discerned. You cannot discern the things of the Spirit unless you discern it by the Spirit. That means we need, as I said, we need to yield to the Spirit of God. But there is a problem in the church, as I said in the beginning, that it is very easy to call people for prayers, but people don't want to come for Bible study. People don't want to read the word of God for themselves. There is no way you can be led by the Spirit if you don't have the word of God in you. Because the Bible says there is many voices in the world and none of them is without significance. Let's just, let just have uh, one example like If you are thirst, just just one example. If you are thirst, when you are thirst and you need something to quench your thirst, just that you can hear a lot of voices. It is a sunny day and uh, it's hot, and your body will tell you, you know what, man, you need a cold soda. A peps can do it. Right? Because your body starts 
already start to have that sense. And it will give you, it will remind you of the billboard somewhere with the cold dripping with water, you know, the cold bottle. But at the same time, if you are in a weight loss program, you'll hear the voice of your trainer <laughs> telling you that no more sugar, you know. You're not supposed to take sugar. It's not good for your health. And there are some voices will come, a lot of voices. Sometimes somewhere you'll read a book and uh, there is a voice will tell you that, you know, just Pepsi is like maybe 150 calories. It's not, it's not much. You can, you can burn it at, you know, at gym. Just imagine what you need is just to quench your thirst. But you can have like a lot of voices. A lot of voices. And you are yet making a decision. You are still there. Starting to, you know, you wonder if you listen to your body, listen to the voice of a trainer, listen to a voice, you know. You can be in a decision and you can hear the voice of your mother, the voice of your teacher, the voice of your pastor, a lot of voices. And I'm telling you, everything that you pay attention to, that voice will never die in you. Those voices are always there. That's why you need to be careful what you hear, what you listen, what you, what you read. You know, everything, even the billboard on the road, everyone wants to catch your attention. Everything you read, those pictures, they remain in your mind. And they will one day speak to you. The movies you watch, everything. So if you can hear the voice of your trainer, if you can hear the voice uh, of the billboard, if you can hear the voice of a quote you, wrote, you read on Instagram, and you can remember. How do you think you can hear the Spirit of God if you have not paid attention to the Word of God? The Bible says He will teach you all things and He will bring in remembrance. So how are you going to remember something you have never read? Something you have never meditated upon? There is no way so don't think if you pray and pray and pray and pray, things will change in your life. Sometimes you need to read the word. And the prayer that is not led by the word of God does not have much effect. When you read the word of God, the spirit of God, the Bible says that the word of God is the light unto our path, right? You cannot walk without the light. You cannot walk in darkness. So we need to read the word of God a lot so that we can know, we can have the light. But still the Bible says that uh, when it says it, it is the light, still there is no way you can, it doesn't mean if there is light, that means you're on the right direction. You can have light, but you can go to a wrong direction. That's why you need to yield to the spirit of God. Let the spirit of God now start to teach you which way to go. To show you the right path. Praise Jesus. The Spirit of God is also our comforter. He comforts believers. In John 14, 16, Jesus say that I will pray to the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. A comforter, other translations say uh, a helper. Some uh, write advocate who will abide with you forever. That means you are sure 
of his presence in your life. And you are sure he'll be there in hard times and in good times. And you are sure that he will comfort you. He will help you. He will be your advocate. He will tell you what to say. He will tell you what to do. If we rely on the Spirit of God, you know, the apostles, they were told that do not think what you'll say. When these Pharisees and the priests called them, they were just going there. They even don't know what they will say. But on the same hour, the Bible says, on the same hour, you'll be given what to say. So they were always confident. Even if they throw them into jail, the Spirit of God will always show up. An advocate. Katika maisha kawaida, when we are arrested, we are told you can... You can choose to be quiet and say, until my lawyer is here. Right? You have the right to be silent. But you have the right to remain silent. Because everything, anything you said might be used against you. And the Bible tells us that the Spirit of God is our advocate. That when things become so hard, you can choose to be quiet until the Spirit of God shows up. You start to speak in tongues. You start to engage a different gear. And you are waiting for the Spirit of God to come for you, to tell you what to do. And you know when you receive the instruction from him, it's a done deal. It's a sure. Last, last time we read that uh, verse in Samuel, Second Samuel 20, uh, 22, how God can show up in your life. And the way he will come, the sin, we, 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 know, we, we saw the way he, he shows up. Eh? Say, when you call upon him, and I cry, the Bible say, he heard my voice from the temple, and my cry enters his ears. And the Bible say that there, earth shook and trembled, and the foundation of the heaven quakes and shake. The Bible said the smoke went up from his nostrils and the fire from his mouth. The smoke went up from his nostrils and the devouring fire from his mouth. You know for sure when you call him and when you cry, this is what will happen. No wonder Moses knew. You know, when Israelites were going to a promised land, Egyptian pharaoh, he like, let us go, let us follow them. Right? And they were in the place that it was like there was no help. The Red Sea on the other side and the other side, the Egyptians are coming. The army of Pharaoh. And it was like it is over. But Moses knew something that these people didn't know. And he looked on the Egyptians, 
and they told the children of Israel that the Egyptians you see today you shall see them no more it is a hard statement to say if you are not sure of your god if you are not sure if your god will <laughs> when your god shows up what will happen you see there is a red sea on this side there is no way either we drown on the water or we are finished with the Egyptians. But Moses knew the secret. He knew that just by the... You know, if you read this scripture, it said the smoke went up from his nostrils. And after the children of Israel... go through the Red Sea, they start to sing and they say by the blast of his nostrils the water stand still. That means it was not the Moses rod that split the water. It was the blast of God's nostril. Just imagine the blast of God's nostril. When you know your God, and when you know that God is with you, and when you know what will happen when God shows up for you, you'll be so confident so that you'll start looking to your enemies and you'll feel sorry for them. When they come against you, you not start crying and say, you know, God, you have left me. I'm here alone. I'm going to die. God knows everything concerning your life because he is in you. And he will show up when you cry. He will show up when you call him. And we have seen what, he will, ha- what will happen The, fire, the devouring fire. The spirit of God is fire. He is a person, but he, his presence is fire. I've seen almost every scene that you can see when God shows up, you can see fire. There is fire. Just go to the next verse. He bowed the heavens and also and came down with darkness under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and flew and he was seen upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness canopies around him, dark water and thick clouds of the skies. From the brightened before him, calls of fire were kindled. His fiery everywhere. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Mosai uttered his voice. This is the God that is around you. This is your comforter. You know, you cannot have a comfort if you are not sure of whom, whom who is with you. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. He is with you. He will fight your battles. He will teach you all things. He will lead you. He will show you things and the will of God concerning your life. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. You know, when Paul was going to to Rome, these people arrested Paul and they took him. They were on their way to Rome. And Paul, they reached somewhere and they, they stayed for some time. And when they wanted to arose, he told them that, I perceive in my spirit that this voyage will be of much heart and the lost. 
not only of the laden and the sheep, but also for our lives. Just imagine this, you know, that one can be an escaping moment, eh? when things are bad and everyone is, you, you can just use it to escape, but this man decided to warn his, those were the enemies, the people, he was, you know, he was so relaxed to the point even if they are taking him to, to, uh, to Rome to face his trial, he was still trying to help these people. That was their comfort. And after everything happened, after the wind and every chaos that happened, he told them that the angel of God who is with me has told me that we will. He has given all of you to me. That means you, I am... It is because of me that you are not going to perish. What a comfort. This man was sure about his God. This man was sure. So we need to submit ourselves to the leading of the Spirit. We need to submit ourselves and to yield to the Spirit of God and to let him lead us, to, and let him teach us, let him... Uh, Comfort us. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. Lastly, he intercede for believers. He intercede for believers. I will finish with this, the intercession part. Romans 8.26 Likewise, the Spirit also helped in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with the groanings which cannot be uttered. The intercession. He intercedes for us with the groanings which cannot be uttered. This is one of the very crucial part of our life. When you yield to the Spirit of God, the Bible says that our weakness or our limitation is that we want to pray, yes, but we don't know what we should pray for as we ought. That means you can miss. You can pray amiss. But if you have the Spirit of God, and you have yielded to the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will intercede on your behalf. There are some of the things that are in the future and you don't know them. But the Spirit of God knows. And he intercedes for us with the groanings. But as I say that, you need to give him that chance. You need to allow him to do that because he will use you to grow. He needs you. It is not that the Spirit of God is in heaven praying for you. He will pray through you. He will pray through you. But you need to know, first of all, the knowledge is the key. If you don't know, you need to know the Spirit of God. You need to relate to Him. You need to know when He wants to speak, when He wants to pray through you. You need to know when you pray how to engage Him in your prayer. Next verse. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He's the one who knows the will of God because he is God himself. You know, New Testament, Christianity is just about submitting yourself to God. He does everything for you. He prays for you and then he answers. Hmm? He himself, he has a good plans for you. First of all, he planned for you. And then he comes and prays for you. And then he answers. 
But that part for us Christians is hard to give God that chance to do, to allow God to do that. We want to do everything by ourselves. We want to, to plan for ourselves, and then we take our plan to God. And then after that, when God doesn't answer that plan, you want to answer that plan. It is easy life. But it is not, you know, human being, we, 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 there is something about human beings that because you have been created, that you have been given an intelligence and something, we want to show that we are capable. To be told that you, when they arrest you, just go. And you know, these people can put me in prison. And you'll be given on the hour. Mm. <laughs> That's why the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. You need to have a relationship. But if you have a relationship with the Spirit of God, it won't be hard. The problem we want to engage God when things are hard. You live your own life and then when you think you need God, you go to God. At that moment, you don't have faith, you have nothing, you don't have the word that backups your life, you don't have nothing and you want God to show up. The doubt will be so big than the faith that you have. But if you have the relationship with God, daily relationship with God, you know you are sure. There are some statements I had. I always imagine that statement of Moses because he said that, that these Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more. Before the split of the, what if? Because that is the question most of the time we ask ourselves. What if it is it put okay? What if? Yes, I know the scripture says, but what if? Because we have not yielded ourselves to God. We are not sure of our God. We are not sure what will happen if God shows up. And if he won't show up, he's still God actually. You need to know that. But when you are sure that he will show up, he will not disappoint you. God never disappointed Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So we need to pray and ask God to help us. But we have to change. Because most of the time we say, most of the time we say, let us pray God to help us. Let us. So we, we pray and we leave God to help us and if things does not change, we, we say we ask God, but God didn't do it. We have to there is a part that you need to play. That means we have to change. We need to start living the life worthy of the Spirit of God in you. You have the Spirit of God, but we don't live the life. The life of the Holy Spirit. You need to check your life. We need to check our life. The Bible has the standards. It says that the, those who walk according to the flesh do mind the things of the flesh and those who walk according to the spirit the things of the spirit that means you can know if you walk according to the flesh or according to the spirit the word of God has given you a way to know and the Bible says for those who do not have the spirit of Christ are not his but as men as are led by the spirit of God these are the sons of God and the Bible says in, uh, in Romans 8 I think from verse Verse 19 say that the creation is eagerly waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. That means even creation is waiting for our manifestation. Because even creation is in bondage of corruption. And the Bible says that the creation will also be delivered from that corruption unto the glorious liberty of the children of God, of the sons of God. So when we yield ourselves to the Spirit of God, when we walk worthy of our calling, even creation will benefit. Even creation will. And there are some people, it's just like when they have the spirit and everything around them is not, it's not right. If they stay in the house, the house will, will go bad. Are, you know, 
when you have the spirit of God, everything around you will know, will feel that presence. And the presence of the spirit of God is life. You will have life and the things around you will have life. Things will not die around you. We need that kind of life. The life of assurance. The life that you know your God. You know who you walk with. Smith Wilkothworth, one day he was just coming back home and they told him, you know, your wife is, has died. And he said, she didn't tell me that she's going to die. <laughs> she didn't tell me that she's going to die. So she, he went to his wife and called him back, called her back. And the wife woke up. And he asked the wife, why didn't you say goodbye? She said, you know, I knew I'm, I'm going home and it was good. So I had to go. And the Smith Ghost would say, okay, it's okay, goodbye. And she slept. The man who knew his God, he just woke up his wife just to say goodbye. You know, to, 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 to feel if, if she really wants to go, it's okay. But if it's, a, it's just happened by accident, you will stay. So the wife was ready to go, so you may, you may go. When you know, and what a comfort now, when you know that you know, your wife has just gone home and it was a peaceful goodbye, it's a comfort. You not find him crying like, I've lost. You have not lost nothing. You have not lost anything. She went home. We need to have that comfort. We need to have that confidence in God. That is a confidence that we have in him. The Bible talks about the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything in my name. He will give us. Are you sure if you ask anything, he will give you? The word of God says so. So if you are not sure, it is your problem. Let us stand and, and pray. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.